Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Friday. Congratulations. We've survived another week. I barely did. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to all. I'm back. Uh, hanging in. You know, I've been fighting this cold for a while, really. Been been this, this battle. Just haven't been feeling right. And then uh, late Tuesday. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, but I'm glad to be back. Not quite at full strength, but uh, it's Friday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Drink them if you got them. Smoke them if you want them. And listen to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Sit back and relax. Strap on that seatbelt. Leave the driving to me. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about. Who knows where to start? Uh, I will say this. Tune in for the next two hours. We're going to be talking about, uh, is there a connection between the establishment, the they, we talk about who they are, yes, they exist, uh, and Donald Trump. It's going to be a fascinating two hours. Uh, summing in for Eric on the Eric Cedarstrom experience. Uh, just think this is going to be a show that makes you think, so make sure you tune in. If you're not in Colorado, just go to 1360khnc.com and, and hit the play button. It's phone-friendly, right? Any mobile device, it's super easy. Uh, and then after that, on the Colorado Front Range, we're, we've added an extra hour, so so we're going to have a unique lineup today. Uh, after this show, in in the in Eric slot, the Rothschild Syria connection and Donald Trump uh, with with Jake Marfonis, we're going to be doing that in in Eric's slot for those two hours. Uh, then Sharon is going to be on. Sharon Wiedemann, she is the uh, the owner of 1360. She's the one selling it to us. Her show, this is her last Friday show. Her show is going to be moving to Wednesday, same time, but on Wednesdays. Uh, and starting next week, Leah Faulkner is jumping ship and coming over to 1360. She'll be in that time slot. So today... Uh, it'll be Eric, then an hour of Sharon, then two hours of the Colorado Front Range. And they've got more stuff. We're going to follow up with uh, what we did on the two hours uh, on, on Eric's show. So make sure you tune in, 1360khnc.com, and just hit the play button right in the middle of the page there. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm super excited. I, I really am because I go back and forth. You know, I, I'm not sure. And all of these things, and I'm watching all of this stuff play out. And, and why is it that we allow for Trump to do stuff that we would never allow the Democrats to do? And 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 I look at the size of the debts and all the, you know, what are we doing with Venezuela and back now with our warships in Iran again and all the, the war drums? I thought we were done with that crap. Right? And this, this trade war, what is it? I will say this, Wall Street's doing its best. I think the action that we've seen this week is to get all of us to relax. 
don't worry. It's fine. And, I, and of course, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, really, if it's so fine, why didn't we do this before? Have we thought about it? You know, the, in the first hour, if you weren't watching, listening to me in the first hour, I was going through all the things that would have angered us if a Democrat had been in office. Why aren't we angered now that it's Trump? It's weird. And I'm guilty of it. I am. It's weird. What are they up to? You know, this morning, we kind of got me going this morning. The debt rolled over. We at, we tacked out another $100 billion. We're at $22.3 billion now. You know, deficit's up 38% in the first seven months. 38%! I mean, it's mind-blowing. Right? I mean, we would have been flipping out if a Democrat had been in office right now. The debts were doing what they're doing. Now it's okay. Not okay. And they're trying to fool us. I, I get that feeling. You know, Wall Street's trying to you know, obviously they had the meeting. Okay, listen, we're gonna buy stocks today. Bye, 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 because we don't want anyone to worry that that this trade war with China is a big deal. I think it's far different than what I thought it was. You know, because I was saying the other day before I got sick, these jobs aren't coming back to America. If, if these companies do leave, which I don't know that they are, but if they do, they're just going to go somewhere else that's cheaper. The last place they're going to go is here. We're the most expensive place. And then I started thinking about, you know, if... If this wasn't part of the plan, create this big battle, if you will, between us and the Chinese and and have everyone think, oh, no, it's fine, it's great. We're going to make America great again, right? And we're doing the cheerleading. Trump is great, right? We're doing the cheerleading. I'm a cheerleader. I am. Are they setting us up? Are they setting us up? Are, are we getting ready? Is this is this really how they're going to get it done and, and hand the, 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 the baton, if you will, to the Chinese? Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, quick look in here. Uh, gold's down nine, twelve hundred seventy-seven dollars. Uh, buy, 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 buy. The whole, the whole last couple of days. Think it's just a big setup job. They want us to pretend it's okay. They don't want us to be alarmed about the whole uh, trade thing. Uh, silver's down. We're going to talk about silver in a minute. You know how much I hate it, and yet I'm in love with it. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. But, uh, Jason, uh, I hear you. What's up? Oh, I was just joining in. I know, know that your <laughs> four hours of radio is going to be tough, so I was going to join in. Uh, did you want to cover the uh, thing I sent you? Did you get that? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. We, we'd, uh, before we – so – 
uh, today, all day today. We're going to be uh, talking about they, right, and, and who they are. You know, the the infamous they, the Illuminati, uh, the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergers, you know, all the, you know, you know who we're talking about, the elite, the bankers, the people that we put in charge in 1913. The greatest, really, if you th- want to think about um, overthrow of government without a single shot ever being fired. Matter of fact, uh, the greatest overthrow of government with people not realizing that we've been overthrown. And uh, when we, we will get to it, and Jason's going to join me, uh, we're going to talk about the Gold Confiscation Act of 1933. We're not going to talk about the act that we, you know, the part we cover mostly. Right, you had to turn your gold in. They paid you a premium, right? They paid you the extra, what was it, 67 cents. So if you had a, a $20 gold piece, you had a $20 liberty. You turned it into the bank. After the banks were closed, they opened them back up. And you brought your gold in. For every $20 worth of gold, they gave you an extra 67 cents. Of course, back then, 67 cents, you know, you could feed your whole family for a week on 67 cents, maybe even a month. And uh, I told the story before I uh, was off. those last few days about my grandmother she was a child of the great depression and talked about how strong nationalism was america was in trouble it was our duty everybody felt that way and and, and of course today we're so divided i mean uh, who would have thought a slogan like "Make America Great Again" would make you a racist? But this is how things have changed. But inside of that act, right? We know about that part. The devil is always in the details. See, the they would like you to believe that the United States has never defaulted. You'll hear people even say it on TV, right? Especially, you know, you think about today, the national debt rolled over $22.3 trillion. Do you know when we created the central bank in 1913, there really wasn't much of a national debt at all. Even in 1933, the whole national debt was only $25 billion. Do you know that a lot of the 30s, we ran surpluses, the government did? We didn't have deficit spending like we do, right? That's the answer to everything. Think about now. And one of the reasons that that I'm I'm excited about this program 
and what 1360 is doing today because it's going to be one of those you really got to think. Remember how mad I remember, man, I was screaming from the rooftops about Obama and the national debt. And this was during the crisis. I mean, we're fighting two wars and the financial crisis. And I was flipping out about it. Going to bankrupt all of us. Now, we're going to have, and again, they, they 1.1 trillion. I've already told you, we know 1.7, something like that this year. 1.7 trillion. No wars. Well, we're doing this Venezuela-Iran thing. But, you know, no wars. And I don't want to make light to our troops that are still in Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay? I, I, I wish you were home. No financial crisis. And nobody cares. Nobody cares because Trump's our guy. Nobody cares because the bankers are okay with it. And I sit there and I look today at silver. Silver this morning. I was here at about 5.30 this morning. Hit 90 ounces. You needed 90 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold this morning. Now, right now, I think it's it's actually come back a little. It's like at 89 ounces now. But you needed 90. That's the second highest level of all time. Now, you think about, you know, gold and silver have been money for thousands of years. If that's not a buy signal, I don't know what is. But again... Silver's been in this area for several years now. The last time I talked about it, I want to say it got to like 87 or 88. Today it touched 90. In other words, you needed 90 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold. I'll just uh, Let me just get my calculator out of here real quick. Right now, you need 88.927 ounces of silver to get to one ounce of gold. And we know J.P. Morgan is, they control the price. They manipulate the price. And, and I think the last couple of days, this is more of a, they're trying to get us not to pay attention. You know, China yesterday, and they reaffirmed it today, they're not meeting with us. They don't know what Steve Mnuchin was talking about. When the Dow came back a few days ago while I was sick, and Steve, oh, I expect to have our next meeting at, in China at some point. He said at some point. Well, everyone kind of assumed that was going to be before the G20. The Chinese came out and said, yeah, no, we don't know what it is. have no idea what that guy's talking about. No meeting. We're not even talking about a meeting. Matter of fact, 
Today, they, they were talking about, hey, we're ready to have a meeting with you when you apologize. I, so I, I don't know that a meeting's coming. But it's it's okay. You know what? I guess my question would be, if it was really going to be okay, why wouldn't we have done this a long time ago? Doesn't make any sense. Right? We know all of these companies are over there. We know all of these companies have so much of their sales derived from what they do in China. And and I'm sitting there and I'm scratching my head. But I get it. Because this is the path they want us to go down. And now I'm now I'm I guess I'm questioning what's happening. Because you know me, I've been big I I love Trump for this. I think it's the greatest thing that he's done. Of all the things he's done, I didn't like the tax cut. That was a giveaway to Wall Street. Made me question him. I don't like Steve Mnuchin. He's a Goldman Sachs guy. But this trade thing with China, I love it. We should have done it. They, they, I can't believe we allowed them to do what they did. And really, the bankers allowed all of this trade deals to happen. You know why these trade deals happened? Because the banks wanted them to. J.P. Morgan, right, they wanted to sell credit cards to China. They did. Remember the one time I thought there could be a deal? Remember? Do you remember when we were talking about it? I said, this is the only time I think there could be a deal. They were talking about allowing J.P. Morgan more access to the Chinese consumer. And now I'm wondering, are we all being played here? Are we all being set up? Was Is Trump really their guy? I don't know. But it's starting to feel that way. I mean, did you see the report that they said, hey, the, the new tariffs are going to cost the Americans, each American household, $800? That's it? We gave it away for $800? That was it? $800? They sold the soul for $800? That can't be right. I don't think it is. It, and we and I watched the, 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 the gold price. You know, gold hit 1300 silver hit fifteen, And now we've had another little sell-off, right? All the, the little staged event. Because nothing got better. It's actually gotten worse. But I get it, right? They want they want us to feel. Don't worry. This is their this is their ammo. Don't worry. Be happy. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have twenty five percent tariffs in a trade war. Don't worry. It's gonna be great. I don't think so. But I look at the price of silver fourteen dollars and thirty six cents. And and the price. The, the gold ratio, like I said, at 89, touched 90 this morning. Only one other time. It was like 1991 or 92. Silver hit 100. And then went all the way. Went on this run from like over, just over 100. All the way down into the 50s. I mean, it was a big run. And I, and I got a feeling 
uh, week of beer. And I know it's been a couple of years. I know. And I hate silver. I hate it. It's bulky. It's heavy. But I can't ignore when you need to buy something. You know, I, I, I look at this as, uh, you know, when we, when we talk about certain things, this is an opportunity that doesn't happen every day. Now, could it go to 100? It could. I don't know. I, I, truly, I have no idea what it's going to do today, tomorrow. I don't know. But today, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, I put them on sale for $360 to the roll. That is by far the cheapest we've had them all year. For those of you in Phoenix, and I'm sorry, Colorado, this is going to be a a Phoenix-only. I have one sealed case. So one sealed case. I bought it the other day. For $8,680 at 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Life-loving Americans everywhere should rejoice. For the very first time in United States history, a court has granted legal rights to an unborn child. The case came before a probate judge in Alabama who allowed the father of the unborn child to sue on behalf of the baby's estate. The father is a man named Ryan Majors, who is suing the so-called Alabama Women's Center for Reproductive Alternatives for aborting his child without his consent. While Judge Frank Barger has yet to rule on the material of the case itself, his allowance of Majors' case is telling enough by itself. Never before has a parent been able to sue on behalf of an unborn child. This is huge news for the pro-life movement. It's impossible to tell for sure, but this case could have far-reaching effects on American jurisprudence. Should the case ascend to the United States Supreme Court, it could lead to a partial or complete reversal of Roe v. Wade. After all, if an unborn child has legal standing in court, how can anyone honestly say that the child does not also have the right to not be killed? This is just the latest in a series of continuing victories for the pro-life movement. We cannot let the highly publicized atrocities in New York and other places take our focus off of the victories ahead of us. Just last year, the Alabama Supreme Court ruled that an unborn child qualifies as being a person with regards to the law. On top of that, we've seen state heartbeat bills flourishing all across the nation. Conservatives are using these laws to ensure that any baby with a detectable heartbeat cannot be aborted. So often, the left likes to use the phrase, the right side of history, when they talk about their views. In this case, I can say with absolute confidence that the pro-life movement is on the right side of history. I believe with all my heart that one day, our children's children will look back on the atrocity of abortion with unequal disdain. They will look to people like you and me, and they will ask, Grandpa, what did you do to help end abortion? Our time is now, Patriots. How will you answer? 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Despite the outrageous pro-abortion stance of many liberals, the vast majority of American people value human life. More than ever, pro-life voices need to stay vigilant and be heard. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're not backing down. Please, join us in the battle for life at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592, U.S. Silver Eagles. $360 to the roll today. I have one case. I still have it. In Phoenix. It's the only caveat. It's in Phoenix. $2. Right now, silver is now $14.39. So $2.90, 97 cents over spot. Which, the last time I ever sold a sealed case that close to spot was 2006 something like that because the premiums ever since then just went through the roof and stayed there now, you used to be able to buy silver eagles for like a dollar 25 over now just the cost just the cost of a sealed case and this, by the way, this sealed case is uh, 2016. It has never been opened. It's never seen the light of day. I mean, you, at, at, at $2.97 over spot, uh, you're like 50 cents over cost. It's eight, $86.80, $8,680. You have to pick it up in Phoenix. If you are outside of Phoenix and you are determined to have this, add $80 and I'll ship it to you. How about that? That way, if you're in Colorado and you're like, I want that case, add $80 to it and I'll ship it to you. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. The second largest gold or silver to gold ratio uh, in the history happened this morning. Uh, silver broke 90 ounces, uh, needing 90 ounces of silver for one ounce of gold, which, uh, hey, that means it's time to buy silver. So before the break, we're talking about the Confiscation Act. And we know about the gold side of it. Right? We, we, we talked about that all the time here. What we never, and I shouldn't say never, what we rarely talk about is the rest of the act. And, and really what, what, what the United States really did in 1933 and how much power the bankers really have. Members of Congress are official trustees presiding over the greatest reorganization of any bankrupt entity in world history, the United States government. We are setting forth, hopefully, a blueprint for our future. There are some who say it is a 
coroner's report that will lead to our demise. Maybe a little foreshadowing. It is an established fact that the United States federal government has been dissolved by the Emergency Banking Act of March 9th, 1933. Section 1, Public Law 89-719, declared by President Roosevelt, being bankrupt and insolvent, H.J.R. 192, the 73rd Congress, the session June 5th, 1933. So remember, we had the Emergency Banking Act on March 9th, right? And then we had other acts that really ended the gold standard completely. Rechange the price of gold. Remember, if you could hold gold back then, remember. After they took it from you, they passed some more laws. All of a sudden, the price of gold went from $20 to $35. And then when you think about it, they're like, wait a minute, they, they gave you $0.67? Cents? Right? That's a lot of fig. <laughs> right? Hey, we'll give you a little piece. That's all we, we always get the crumbs. The joint resolution to to suspend the gold standard and the and and the abrogate the gold clause. Now this is where things get interesting. The gold clause dissolved the the sovereign authority of the United States and the official cap, uh, capacities of all United States government offices, officers, and departments, and is further evidence that the United States federal government exists today in name only. In other words, we went bankrupt. We only exist in name only, and essentially what we did is we said, hey, Americans, all Americans, every contract stated that you got paid in gold. That was the debt, right? They eliminated that from that act and said, you know what? That's gone. We're getting rid of the gold. They didn't do that to the foreign governments with the treasuries until 71. right? That's what Nick Richard Nixon did. But in that act, they uh, anointed the central bank now as the entity to create the money. And that they now would serve as the trustee, if you will taking the power away from us and placing it into the hands of the bankers. And it's really fascinating because they they don't like you to know these parts. 
that we essentially defaulted on all of our debts, which we did, that we took the power away from Congress and handed it to these bankers that we have no oversight to. Heck, we can't even do an audit of them. And now I'm starting to wonder if instead of taking the power away from them, have we played right into their hands? 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. We'll be back right after the break. Prior to 1913, in other words, before we created this central bank, and we won't go into how they did it. That'll be a different show. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll, we'll talk about the creature from Jekyll Island. Most Americans own clear title to property, free and clear of any liens or mortgages, until the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. Of course, within the Federal United States, the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, which is the trustee for the stockholders of this private bank, held legal title. U.S. citizens was simply registered as a beneficiary of the trust. And they did that with the birth certificate, by the way, another curious thing. In 1933, the federal United States said that future properties, assets, and the labor of their subjects. They did this with the 14th Amendment, by the way. Uh, The U.S. citizens were now indebted and enslaved to the Federal Reserve System. In return, The Federal Reserve System agreed to extend the Federal United States Corporations all the credit, i.e. money substitute, it needed. We see this now, right? The Fed opens the, the, uh, the window, right? Oh, we're opening up the Fed window. And we're going to lend all these banks money. We're going to determine, you know what, think about it. Why does the Federal Reserve get to determine, hey, you know what? We're going to start paying banks for leaving money with us overnight. Monies that should be returned to the Treasury are now going to the banks. We don't have a say. The President doesn't have a say. Nobody has a say. We don't have a say when they open the Fed window. They can do what they want. This is the power that was given to these banks. I mean, really, it defies logic. Right? It's really turned us into what? Economic slaves. 
Think about before the central bank was created. Very little debt actually existed. And I don't think anybody could argue that we were not be a, ver- uh, a, a prosperous nation. Right? We are on our way to becoming the superpower of the world by the time they came around. Right? You think about all the great inventions that were, were created without this central bank. And they try to tell us that the central bank has given us all this prosperity, have they? Or did we already have a lot of prosperity before they came around? And really what they did is they called prosperity they called it prosperity, but really what they did was give us debt. We went from a nation with no debt. None. I mean a pittance. Most of the citizenry had no debt. You bought and paid for your land in cash. Because it was affordable. And now look at us. Every debt we own. Right? They can't wait till you turn 18. To bombard all of the all of the citizenry with debt, right? You think about student loan debt never existed before ever. Credit card debt never existed until the seventies. Never existed before. Auto loan debts. They they were they were around. But most of the auto loan debts back in the 70s, it was like two years. Right? Most people paid cash for their vehicles. Now think about it, no one pays cash for anything. And they, they say they've given us prosperity. It's not what they gave us at all. And now my fear is really what they gave us was this debt. And now the days of the dollar are numbered. We're on the clock. You know, I'll use a, a sports analogy. You know I love sports. I'm life longtime basketball coach. You know, they had the NBA draft lottery the other day. We're getting ready here. We're getting ready to hand over the keys to the castle. The dollar is done. No one's paying this debt. No one's paying it at all. And you think about this trade war. Is it something entirely different? Am I just not, you know, smart enough to see it? Is this how the handoff takes place? But it is amazing when you start reading all the laws that have been passed since the Federal Reserve Banking Act of 1933, all the power that has been given to them and taken from us. 
Pedro Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. The case is gone. Uh, great deal. Congratulations. Uh, Mike picked that up. Uh, the rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles at 360 U.S. $20 gold pieces. Uh, I got those on sale. By the way, both of the, the Silver Eagle rolls and the $20 Liberties at thirteen seventy-five. Uh, they're both online as well. So if you don't want to call, uh, you can go online to allamericangold.com and order them that way. Uh, Jason, you with us? Yeah, I just wanted to add what you were uh, talking about. Uh, you had talked about the uh, the subjects, the property and the uh, assets of the subjects and the federal government uh, as a part of this 1933 law. Uh, it's basically collateral against the debt. And so if we move to a debt default, $22 trillion, $0.3 trillion is what you said earlier, uh, even if we get close, if, we, if the government gets scared, you know, we always have these uh, these government stoppages because you know they, they need to raise the roof. If we get to a point where it's going to almost absolutely be a debt default, they won't uh, take our properties as a foreclosure. But basically, our homes, everything that we own in the federal government is is a collateral against it. So, uh, it would say China owns 30% of the debt. Uh, essentially, 30% of everything owned by the government and its, and its citizens is theirs. And so, they won't. what they'll do, instead of go taking kicking people out of their houses... Let's just say you're an old-timer and you just paid off your mortgage. You were paying $2,000 a month and your mortgage just got paid off uh, and suddenly the debt default shows up. Uh, they'll just tax you. Suddenly you'll have a $20,000 a year tax burden instead of $2,000 a year. And you, uh, you have a $2,000 tax payment per month. And this is how they will uh, eventually it will all be renters. There won't be any property owners. They'll, they'll basically kick us out of our homes through taxes. That's 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 I think uh, what the aim for this is is the bankers really want to own it all all of it. Well, and you know you bring up such a great point because it's it's sleight of hand, right? It's a sleight of hand. Hope nobody notices. Don't worry. And and, and think about when the, this was written. I mean, the debt was twenty five billion dollars. We actually had run a budget surplus that year. I mean. So uh, nobody, at least uh, the common folk, were, was too worried about uh, the, the small details. But you bring up a huge point. Their ability to tax it. And they essentially set it up to where anything you own, we own. Anything you, you own, we have the right to claim, and, and like Jason said, I'm not going to throw you out. And you think about everybody becomes a renter. What's happening right now? The $2,000 a month tax payment, that's not really ownership. That wouldn't feel like ownership to me. Right. But what's happening right now, they're getting us ready, right? More people are renting than ever before. Yep. Right? More, 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 more and more kids can't even move out of mommy and daddy's house. Yeah, more people per home or per uh, apartment unit. You know, everyone's being stuffed in uh, more and more just to pay uh, to make those payments. And, and so you start thinking about it, and you think, man, how far away are we? And, and you think about the, these debt levels, and remember what I've been telling you: who's been buying this debt? I haven't even talked, and of course, I've been out under the weather the last few days. How much debt China's been selling now of ours? But remember, guess who's been buying all the debt at the auctions? Our own banks. 
Just saying. One plus one usually equals two. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're out of here. Jump over to 1360KHNC.com. Got a great two hours in store. Is Trump one of them? We'll talk about it next.